Good evening and welcome to the Snake River Live podcast. It's the federal holiday, Columbus Day. The actual date is tomorrow, October 12th. So today is the 11th. It's the second Monday of the month, hence Columbus Day. Welcome. Thank you so much for listening. I'm. This is going to be a fairly short one tonight since I have a quick turnaround on my job. I haven't set that for almost a decade. Um... I want to talk briefly just about uh, COVID, and then we're going to get into the main focus of of today's podcast. Um, You know, President Biden came out, threw down the gauntlet, a mandate as if the federal government could actually do that, that employers over a certain size have to, which is 100 employees, well, unless they are uh, favored of the administration. That all the employees have to be vaccinated. Further, they've also said that they're going to craft rules. And they're going to do this through OSHA, by the way. That's how they're doing it. Um, or that's how they said they're going to do it. And we get, that's important. Um, also, they've said that if somebody is fired because they refuse to get vaccinated, that they're not going to be eligible for unemployment insurance. And I would just ask one question. I thought that they paid for that. That's what we hear all the time when when Republicans want to cut off uh, the extended job-killing or rather labor-killing unemployment benefits that they had for the first year and you know, what, three, four, five months of uh, uh, the past time, you know, to keep people from working. That's what it was for. I thought it was because the employees paid for it and they deserve that. Well, you only deserve it if you are one of their chosen people. You know, Hitler went and... and uh, use the Jews as a scapegoat. Right now, Biden, President Biden, is putting the unvaccinated in the same category. No job, no unemployment. Next thing you know is no insurance. But there was a piece yesterday in Scott Morf- by Scott Morfield at townhall.com, and I'm going to link to put the link in the description, talking about the need to sue or to hold employers liable. And he talks about the VIRS system, which is the vaccine event reporting system, um, and how if there's an adverse effect from the vaccine, that whoever mandated you take this as yet experimental drug has some liability. His opinion was such that that you know, workman's comp should cover any kind of adverse reactions you have as a result of taking the vaccine. And I found that very interesting. If you had to do it as a condition of your employment, which many people are, um, that angle was very interesting. Also, potential criminal and civil uh, liability and criminal charges could also be levied if something adverse were to happen to you. Never mind that 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 you're way more likely if you're a young, male 
under the age of 30 getting the Moderna vaccine, both doses, you're far more likely to to um, come down with myocarditis and have a permanent condition as a result of uh, the COVID vaccine as you are of being unvaccinated and dying from COVID. So just let that sink in a little bit, that the, if you're under 30, that the likelihood is way higher that you're going to suffer an, a serious ailment, myocarditis, than had you not gotten the vaccine and got COVID. Just food for thought. Also this. Remember how I said that Biden, President Biden said he was going to have OSHA, uh, you be the one wielding the government gun on vaccines. So he's going to have OSHA write up regulations because there's a time frame involved. You know, when you have a proposed legislation or proposed rule change, it's not enacted by Congress, um, but by executive fiat. By the way, almost everything that involves your life from the federal government is not done by Congress. It's done by executive fiat, by some bureaucrat literally, well, not literally, figuratively wielding the government gun. Just FYI. And so a lot of businesses are reacting to the threat, you know, proposed fines of $700,000 for an employee that's not vaccinated, etc. And so their threat has been very effective. Well, it's been effective. The employers, more and more employers are starting to mandate that, you know, it's their way or the highway. You have to get the vaccine or you're not going to have a job. But here's the thing. There's nothing pending in the federal federal register regarding OSHA regulations on COVID or on vaccinations. This is how they're going to say that you do you are not um, covered by unemployment insurance because you voluntarily left the com- company, and because of not because it was mandated by government, because as yet, even though the president came out with his you know he's playing with uh, um, Obama's gun, no, not physically, just just. It's Obama's advisors that are telling Biden what to say. So Biden shoots off his mouth. However, there is no there there is currently uh, not about to come law anything out of OSHA regarding vaccines. So when you voluntarily terminate your employment simply because you do not want to get vaccinated and you don't want to especially if you're a young male. Subject yourself to a way greater chance of having myocarditis than of being hospitalized or dying from COVID. Federal government hasn't mandated it. And so that's between you and the business. Between you and your employer. 
Unless you're a federal employee, then the federal government does have something to do with it. Anyway, Scott Moorfield advocated uh, um, pursuing uh, civil cases against employers who are forcing their employees to get vaccinated. Funny how hospital workers and, and such are being fired because they refuse to get the vaccine. Yes, it's not a large percentage. But the fact that hospital workers, who most of whom have probably been exposed and are, and have natural immunity, they're saying, well, you know, science with a virus would indicate that my natural immunity is probably a better protection than your vaccine. And then when you combine the fact that, that testing is showing that that the, the vaccine really does not keep people who are vaccinated from uh, from these diseases. What it does, I mean, they, they have, and they've done tests that whether you're vaccinated or not, you're carrying a significant, if you've been exposed, you may be carrying a significant load of the virus to transmit to someone else. In fact, they found that there's really no difference uh, between those who are fully protected by the vaccines and those who have chosen to live a desperado life as an outlaw by not getting vaxxed because they don't want to wear a yellow star of David on their coats, I guess. We'll be right back. And we're back. I know I'm going to catch it if anybody was paying attention. Comparing uh, the Jews in World War II to the unvaccinated. But when you think about what they're doing, taking away their jobs, taking away their ability to function in society completely. Oh, and by the way, they're taking away any kind of source of income. So over the past year and a half, when people who have who lost their jobs, and this is the dilemma, right, for libertarians, right? Is that, is that it was the government that caused the vast majority of people who lost their jobs to lose their jobs. Either direct threats of a shutdown by coercion, by force, you know, the government gun, or by the whole two weeks to stop the spread. And the business voluntarily shut down, but now they can't open because they have no capital and no capital is going to be forthcoming. So, on to the main event. I wanted to talk about uh, one Merrick Garland. Now, for those who don't remember, Merrick Garland was sat on the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, one of the, well, kind of referred to as the second highest court in the land simply because any challenges to congressional statutes or bureaucratic BS regulations that were crafted out of thin air by an unelectable, unaccountable bureaucrat, any challenges regarding constitutionality of regulations or statutes goes through the D.C. Circuit, usually. 
unless someone's out job uh, judge shopping. And that happens on both sides, by the way, just FYI, not singling out one side or the other. So Merrick Garland uh, was nominated to the Supreme Court by uh, President Barack Obama. Um, Senator uh, Majority, then Majority Leader Mitch McConnell just sat on the nomination because it was 2016. Antonin Scalia, who's a, a staunch conservative, had died, and there was no way they were going to let even an alleged moderate take that spot on the court. So look, fast forward to 2021, and here's Merrick Garland having just been approved with Republican support as uh, the uh, Attorney General. So Merrick Garland, uh, just this past week, Department of Justice, and I've mentioned this, but this is why I wanted to go into a little bit more detail about it. Um, the Department of Justice instigated, uh, at the request of the National School Board Association, uh, the Union for School Boards, I guess, um, said that he was going, you know, it was going to investigate potential domestic terror th threats made against local school boards by people who are complaining about such things as critical race theory and, you know, the various COVID mandates. Now, mind you, they ostensibly state that, of course, they want a robust argument pro uh, protected, but what they don't clarify in the memo is what do they mean when they say violence? Now, for most thinking people, violence is a physical act. Now, by saying that, I am not dismissing the concept of verbal abuse. That is absolutely a real thing. It should be dealt with swiftly. So, parents going to their school board meeting, perhaps getting a little bit passionate about CRT, or COVID mandates. And so now, as a refresher, if you haven't heard before or, or know much about CR, uh, critical race theory, let me sum that up. This is a story, an example that is used in critical race theory. So a white man or woman, it doesn't matter, but we'll use man because men are even more heinous, of course, when they're white than... than uh, perhaps a white female shopkeeper. So a white male owns a shop. It doesn't matter what they're selling or anything. It's just a shop. Has two people come into the store. One's black, the other one's white. Critical race theory says, no matter how you answer that question, you're a racist. And here's why. So let's say because because the, the black person was in first. So you wait on them first because you happen to notice they came in first. 
critical race theory would say that that's racist because the reason, real reason, the real reason that you're waiting on the black man first is because you want him out of the store before he steals something. You don't care about the color of his skin other than the fact that, you know, the commonly held theories regarding people um, going and stealing stuff and everything. And, of course, now in most states, you know, stealing is not even not even a, a crime. Well, it technically is a crime, but it's a crime that no one's enforcing in many large cities. So, example A. Black person waited on first, and shop owner's racist. Why? Oh, letting the black guy go first. Because what he's really doing is he wants him out of the store. And, you know, any, his money. Don't ask me why. Now, let's, let's turn it around. Let's say that the shopkeeper waits on the white person first. Well... Waits on him first, of course. I mean, he is superior to that black man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So anyway, you're racist no matter which one you wait on first. And that's the bottom line. That's all you have to take away from that is that you are a racist. So is it any wonder that Merrick Garland... has announced that he's going to be going after parents who are speaking out at school board meetings. Again, what's missing and what no reporters asked is when you say a violent act, what do you mean? Because there are many people that are progressives that see... Sorry, just had to get a little bit of a drink. Um, that see uh, speaking uh, loudly saying the inappropriate saying inappropriate things around somebody that that's violence it's not violence but it is a question that should be asked of circle back by circle back of course i mean jen saki or better yet ask the attorney general what that means he's the one that wrote it he should know Oh, well. Oh, 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 oh. I almost forgot. Almost forgot. Did I mention that Merrick Garland's son-in-law works for the company that is going around peddling um, elementary school version of critical race theory? Did I mention that? Oh, well, then perhaps if I didn't mention that, then perhaps I should mention the fact that he also, Merrick Garland, of course, has interest in a company that collects data on students in schools all around the country. 
rigged a way to do it without having to obtain parents' permission. I don't even know what to say at this point. What can you say after after that? I mean, Merrick Garland, when it comes to the Department of Justice, is so is so paralyzed or terrified of domestic terrorists walking around with guns. And of course, any statist should be terrified at a free and armed citizenry. Um, well, there you have it. Yeah, Merrick Garland, no moderate. Thank you, Cocaine Mitch, for derailing his nomination. I used to think that he was a straw man, that he was in there because uh, President Obama knew that there was no way that the uh, new Republican Congress can do anything. Instead, though, Merrick Garland seems to be every bit as progressive as the one who nominated him both times. Well, we don't know what Biden is. I mean, Biden sits all day, shuts off the press, you know, mid-morning usually. Um, they've staged up a fake Oval Office and uh, press room over in the uh, uh, executive um, the, the executive branch office building. Why is that? Why can't the president just give a speech? I mean, except for when, of course, he's in Delaware. Anyway, I've gone long, way longer than what I wanted. Merrick Garland, in the case of domestic terrorists and school boards, severely compromised. I mean, we already have, based on the impeachment standard for Donald Trump, Joseph Biden should already be out of office, as well as his sidekick. But they're not. It's the Snake River Lib. I'll be covering a lot more uh, news of the day. and There's a lot to go through. Um, perhaps tomorrow afternoon when I get, uh, get home, I can uh, rip one off. Have a good night, and we'll talk to you later.